I'm Kyle Meredith, and I host an interview series called Kyle Meredith With, where I talk to legendary musicians, up-and-coming artists, and whatever that is in between. I dive deep into the making of new albums, stories behind songs, but also things like how is Moby connected with the CIA, and did the Decembrists really thank Robert Mueller in their liner notes, and seeing which band I can get to reunite. Will it be Zeppelin, Genesis, Roxy Music, or Pavement? You've got to listen to find out. It's Kyle Meredith with from WFPK Independent Louisville and the Consequence Podcast Network. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to Consequence of Sound, the podcast. This feed is home to all your favorite Consequence of Sound editorial content turned into bite-sized podcasts for the music fan on the go who wants to stay in the know. Most often, it's home to album reviews, as well as features like track-by-track and artist interviews. Well, Lollapalooza just happened, and as a result, we've got a whole host of artist interviews from on-site at Lollapalooza. So join us as we discuss the history of this revered festival and defining performances with artists old and new to the Lollapalooza stage. My name is Tyler Clark, and I'm here with members of Pale Waves. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hello, I'm Heather. Hi, I'm Kara. And welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you making some time today before your set this afternoon. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah, absolutely. We are uh, super pumped. We are also super pumped for your debut record, which is coming out like soon, right? Yeah, like, that's... September the 14th. Great. And that's called uh, My Mind Makes Noises. That's right? correct. Uh, so I guess for the, uh, you know, just on the subject of that, um, you know, obviously you got, you've, you've had some, some pretty good success so far with what you've, what you've put out there. People are pretty into it. What can we expect from the new stuff? And also, what are maybe you most excited about, about uh, this new material? Well, with the album, it obviously allows you to explore yourself a lot more and show your personality a lot more because you've got a big body of work that you can fill. So I feel like this album is just a really clear representation of where we're at right now. But also this the album has a lot of songs that we wrote like three and a half, four years ago. So it's sort of like a time period of Pale Waves. Mm. I feel like we've got like the album itself, has, like the next thing we do is gonna like be different, I think, because we've got a long way to go. Like yeah. I feel like it's a nice distillation of where we are now and then it's going to be interesting to see what we sound like on the next... Where we go next. Yeah, yeah. on the next record or piece of work that we do. Yeah, because it's one of those things where, like, yeah, especially if you have material that spans a long time, you know, that's... You've kind of been collecting that and working on some of it for a long time, and then yeah. the next one is a more sort of instant, like... Yeah. Um, yeah, pure expression of that moment. Mm. Um, now, I know that um, in both in listening to your work and also in, in reading some of the other um, interviews you've given, I know that you've, you've cited... Um, some of the influences that, that have, you know, um, informed your music. Uh, I've seen everything from Prince and The Cure to The Cranberries and The Blue Nile, which I, I really dig, yeah, nice. uh, The Blue Nile. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, sort of a, maybe a kind of a multi-part one here, but for you, what do those artists maybe have in common and uh, why are their sounds sort of still relevant to you and then also like what do you think that your own music uh, sort of adds to that uh, conversation you know with those artists of the past mm-hmm. I think we love those artists in particular because they speak 
the most truth to us. Like I believe all of those artists, I feel like they're telling the truth and pouring their heart out. And that's what I really sort of connect with. And musically, they, I feel like all of those artists sort of link in a way. They have very similar traits. You know, the, the lyrics as well. Yeah, the lyrics. So they have those twinkly synths, the chorusy guitars, you know, the iconic snare. And it's mostly the lyrics that we connect with so much, especially The Cure. I don't know, Robert Smith's just got some of the best lyrics I've ever heard, so... One of the best songwriters of all time, I think. Yeah, I think that's what we always connect with, and the voice as well, like, um, with the cranberries. Like, that's why I fell in love with Heather's voice, because yeah. she really reminded me of the cranberries, so... That was such a, such a sad loss of uh, Dolores yeah, O'Riordan earlier this year. Yeah, that was... Um, I wrote about that for Consequence of Sound, actually, and it was, yeah, looking back on her career, it was a, a sad circumstance, but it was a nice reminder of why, yeah. you know, why she was, what made her so great. She yeah. left the world great music, so. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, great music and of, you know, of a festival sort of the size of Lollapalooza, you um, are not really, uh, you know, you, this is not a, a sort of surprising setting for you, uh, as artists, you I know you made your American debut, if, if I'm correct here, with a uh, an arena tour with the 1975. Is that yeah. is that right? And you played Madison Square Garden and everything. That uh, I just wonder what you know maybe in, even in advance of that tour and while you were on it, like what was going through your minds as you were you know playing some of those those huge space, spaces and like uh, you know, how did you prepare for it? And also like what are some of your favorite memories of that tour in particular? We have a lot of great experiences from that tour because it was our first time ever in America. Like none of us had really been before. I think Charlie and Kira had been on holidays when they were like seven. So mm. it was just really surreal going so far away from home and playing all these shows in arenas. And we we couldn't really prepare ourselves for it. We literally just had to go on stage and do it. You can't. Re I don't think you can prepare yourself no. for that many faces to be in front of you. I'm, you just yeah. have to go out, do it, and then you kind of, you're not as scared. You get used to it. Yeah, you get used to it in a way. But yeah, that was a fantastic tour, and we're really thankful for that experience. And I know that you uh, you're coming back to the the states this fall, right? For some yep, tours some smaller rooms as well. Which I mean, is that what is sort of the transition between that? How is that sort of different playing sort of these? you know, these smaller rooms versus those, those huge arenas. We actually love playing small venues, especially when they're our own shows. Um, and they keep getting bigger and bigger, so it's really, there's nothing like playing your own shows. Like, it was amazing supporting 75, mm. but it wasn't yeah. our shows. But watching your own shows get bigger, that's like a really big moment for us. Yeah. Just every time we go back to a city like Chicago, like the last show we played here was... The like, venue's bigger. Yeah, so. it's unreal. <laughs> It's really see. It's really nice to see that growth of your band. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. It's such like a, it's almost like a physical way. You can, yeah, yeah. You can. It's a physical and visual representation. Well, this is sort of related, I guess. Um, um, what would you say? Uh, because I feel like it's it's often maybe different from what you know artists to to fans. What what do you think is the ideal setting for experiencing and listening to your music? either live or on record. I reckon that driving in the car at night, that's what we'd imagine. People like, like two teenagers like falling in love just in a car or something. That's like yeah, when you drive in, I feel like, especially at night when it's not really chaotic. It's kind of romantic. Yeah, but even just by yourself, it's kind of really yeah. relaxing and it's that's when I sort of really absorb music. 
because I sort of go into like an autopilot when I'm driving so yeah. I really like driving and listening to music. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I know that um, in addition to um, citing you know appreciation for the music of The Cure I know that you've also expressed uh, appreciation for like their style and sort of the like goth fashions and all that now it's it's pushing 100 degrees here today in Chicago <laughs> as we're as we're sort of sweating it out here um, at Lollapalooza so I guess one like how are you staying cool and then two like how do you sort of maintain that like the goth look and vibe on such like a sunny like sweltering day like this well we're not staying cool we're yeah. absolutely dripping over here Still gotta wear black though. Yeah, but well, that's our things. whole wardrobe. Our whole wardrobe is putting us black, so we'd have nothing else to wear. Um, I feel like if you commit to the goth look, you sort of have to. We'd feel really uncomfortable if we did. If sure. we dressed, you know, like in summery clothes, like, like yeah, floral. it's just not us really. I mean, weird. I've got flowers on my dress, and that's how much I'm gonna dress. go. Yeah, <laughs> on a black velvet dress. Yeah. You have to do like summer weight goth rather than like a color no. color yeah, difference, exactly. right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more real quick. I know uh, you, you all are from Manchester, correct? Yep. Uh, and obviously a legendary music scene there, mm -hmm. you know, more than sort of, more than one. Um, so re just real fast, like, I guess, what are your favorite um, Manchester artists of all time? And then also like, who are some local artists now that, uh, that maybe you're listening to and that you think everybody else should pay attention to as well? Um, Smith, Smith, yeah, yeah, Joy Division. But I think Smiths are the best. Yeah, them. that's what I said in an interview earlier. They said yeah. what was the best <laughs> band to come from Manchester. I have to say Smiths. It just has to be, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And a local Manchester artist is a girl called Phoebe Green. She's cool. really cool. She supported us at a show we yeah, did a while she's... back. Right. She'll probably be yeah. doing. You should check her out. Yeah. Oh, well, we absolutely will. Yeah, we're. Uh... We'll tell all of our listeners to check her out as well. Amazing. Well, uh, thank you so much. We've been talking with uh, Pale Waves here on Consequence of Sound live at Lollapalooza. Stay tuned for more artist interviews from Lollapalooza all week long. And if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know via Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. On Apple Podcasts, you can hop on, leave us a five-star review, and if you got some thoughts to share with us, why not write us a review? And on Podchaser, you can not only rate and review this series, Consequence of Sound, but you could also rate and review this specific episode. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you very soon with an all-new episode of Consequence of Sound. Consequence Podcast Network.